Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Overcast. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. Oversoul. And I am your co-host, Nick, a.k.a. The Vaping Fiend, and welcome to the Overcast. Yes. Yes, and we are bringing you sunshine on a cloudy day, like always. Uh, This is going to be a... Short but sweet bonus episode covering the PlayStation Showcase that, at the time of recording this, happened <clears throat> earlier today. Yes. Um, PlayStation did a little hour, hour and ten minutes um, showcase that was more or less like a much longer version of one of their yes. state of plays. Yes. Um, but we're going to talk about mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. I want to say... Overall, I felt like the showcase was really good because even though there was a bunch of stuff in there that wasn't necessarily for me, there's a bunch of stuff that Mm -hmm. was, and I feel like overall, they had a lot of diverse variety of games that they showed. Like, they were all over the map with the kind of stuff they showed, which means that no matter who you were, there was definitely something for you in there, you know? Absolutely. Like there was something for everyone in this in this showcase. So I have a list in front of me. We're gonna go down it. We're gonna uh, talk real quick about each of the things that they showed, and you know, give our thoughts or whatnot, and whether or not um, these games are on our radar or not our cup of tea, but we still respect them and yada yada that kind of thing. Yeah. So the first thing. The first thing they showed before Jim Ryan even came on screen was a trailer for a game called Fair Games with a dollar sign at the end. Uh, Fair Games is Havens, that's the developer's first title, and it will be a competitive heist experience with emergent sandbox gameplay. Now what that sounds like to me is Payday meets Saints Row. I got Saints Row vibes off the graphics, and a heist experience is basically the Payday games, or like yeah. some, of the, some of the GTA Online stuff. So, uh, with that in mind, not for me, but I do know some people who would probably play the hell out of this game. Uh, what do you think? I, you know, I might play it at some point. It looks interesting. Might give it a try, huh? Might give it a try, especially if there's if it's online if it's online compatible. I think it's going to be online exclusive. Online exclusive, okay. Yeah, it's okay, a straight so up multiplayer game. The only way I would it's be competitive. able to, yeah, the only way I would be able to is if I could play in a private session with some friends. Oh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you could. Most games, multiplayer games, have that. Um, but considering it's a competitive heist game, you're gonna need a team. You're gonna need enough people to be the the two teams. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay. Uh, next, after Jim Ryan came up and said his hellos, the next thing they showed was Hell Divers Two. And yes. what's interesting about this is that the first Helldivers was actually an isometric game, you know, like Diablo, yeah. um, and kind of maybe a little twin-stick shootery. This game takes a complete shift in perspective and is now a third-person shooter instead. Um, so Again, 
for Hell Divers two, I almost I remember correctly got a little bit of a uh Halo vibe kinda. I could see that, especially with them switching to the third-person perspective. Although, yeah. Halo is in first-person, but from the sci-fi setting and all that, I could definitely see that. That being said, though, I like the Halo games. Well, I did until Halo 4 and everything after that just kind of fell apart. But uh, they used to be good. But this... Is not exactly my cup of tea. Um, no, no. However, I no, <laughs> not I, I do. Either. I do know that Sid Schumann from PlayStation sang the praises of the first game. Like he loved it. He would not Divers. shut up about it when it first came out. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm sure. Oh, th there's definitely an audience for this one. Oh um, yeah, for sure. But again, though, it's still like visually impressive. I, I oh, have to say, yes. like. There probably wasn't a single game that they showed that didn't, to me, at least look visually impressive. Like, even if I'm mm -hmm. not going to play it, I have to give credit where it's due. The graphics are amazing. This entire showcase was visually pleasing to the eye to watch. It was... Yes, it, it really it was, was. It was eye candy the whole time. It was. Especially the um, final trailer. But we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, they got Immortals of Avium, which is um, EA's magical shooter. Uh, yeah, so that it's... one gave me a lot of, like, um, that one gave me almost, like, World of Warcraft vibes. It does it's... have that atmosphere, I think, but Immortals it's of like... Avium? But it's like if it was a... It's it's an interesting concept because it's like a fantasy uh, RPG setting, but it's also a first-person shooter, but you're not using guns, you're using magic. So it's almost like if you were playing Skyrim exclusively a mage the whole time. Yeah. Know? Which, like, so this one is on my maybe list. This one is on my, it's on my radar. I'm interested. I want to see more, you know, before I make a decision. Yeah. Um... Definitely. Uh, the next thing they showed was Ghost Runner 2, which I can tell you, I tried to play the first Ghost Runner. It is very hard. So with really? that in mind, I'm probably not going to play this one, but this is an evolution of those runner games, you know, like those games you play on your phone where the character is just running and you have to, like, dodge obstacles as they're running. This yeah. is a step up from that. That's what the first Ghost Runner was, you know. You're like running, doing parkour, and killing enemies as you're going, but it is unforgiving. There is, like, no room for error. And Jeez. I do not have the pa I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> so, Eight. I mean, I, I, I... It's definitely, there's an audience for that challenge. I'm not that audience, but, again, though, visually impressive, it looks like Blade Runner, you know? Yeah. It's got some real nice sci-fi graphics. I just, um... I can't, I can't get into games where I feel like I'm just constantly failing over and over again. That's people. There are people who like that. Those games, they're called roguelikes or Soulsborns. Um, uh, this is not that though. This is our runner game. It's just a very mm -hmm. hard runner runner game. Right. The next thing they showed was Phantom Blade Zero. 
It says, this is a new hack and slash RPG from S game where players play as a soul, an elite assassin serving an elusive but powerful organization known simply as the Order. It has no release window, but it will come out on PS5. Um, I really like the look of this one. It gave me Ghost of Tsushima vibes, which is a game I really enjoyed, PlayStation mm-hmm. exclusive. Um, and I just, I love like feudal Japan or samurai type settings um, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little worried that the hack and slash might lean a little Soulsborne-y, just based on the trailer. Yeah. But it could also just be very fast-paced, like Devil May Cry, too, yeah. you know, or Bayonetta. It doesn't always... But a lot of things kind of adopted the Soulsborne combat system because it works, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're as hard as a Soulsborne game. It just means that... They have a combat system that focuses on blocking and dodging, which is fair, you know. How do you? What'd you think of this one? Um. Yeah, it was interesting. I I, I don't know if it would be if it would be something that I would play. But, but the all, overall presentation was good. I I enjoyed yeah. it. I, I really enjoyed it. I like um, hack and slash. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I might, I might give it a shot. So the next thing that they uh, that they showed was uh, Sword of the Sea, which when it yes. first popped up, I thought was going to be Journey Two. You know, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that was the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, oh, is this another? This a, looks a like Journey. Journey. Yeah, but that's because it's the same people. Um, well, some of the same development team. It's a new team, Giant Squid, but, like, the people on their team worked on games like Journey, Abzu, and The Pathless, and I've played all three of those, and they are all amazing uh, Okay. with beautiful visuals. This one is definitely going to be a day one purchase for me. Um, it is... It looks amazing. You're, you're sand surfing on a sword... <laughs> What's not to love about that, you know? Right. Oh, my God. Did you play Journey? Yeah, I played it over at your place uh, a while ago. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you ever had the chance to try Abzu or The Pathless, but my God, these amazing games. Uh, Abzu especially, that one is like all underwater and is beautiful beautiful game so i like i could tell just by the trailer that this one is going to be a feast for the eyes next they showed the talos principle 2 which is a sequel to a very interesting kind of difficult puzzle game from back in the day um it greatly expands on the beloved original with more mind-bending puzzles to solve new puzzle mechanics a richer storyline, more secrets to uncover, and the biggest, weirdest world Crow Team has ever built. I played some of the original one. Um, I found it rather difficult. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but it was really cool, really cool concept, because you're like running around as this little robot, like using lasers to um, try and solve puzzles. You're like setting these things in different places to try and guide the laser through this maze. And then they had other stuff uh, going on too. I don't remember a whole lot of it, but I do remember like that first area. 
And okay. I, I got stuck immediately. I could probably go back to it now because I'm better at that kind of stuff now. But back then, it was uh, it was hard. Um, mm. I'll, I'll put this one on my radar, but it's not like a day one purchase for me or anything, you know? Right. All right. So the next one that they uh, announced was Neva. Um, this reminded me of almost like a, a really like dark like mythology type uh cartoon Zneva is a new title from Grizz developer Namada Studio and is coming in 2024 will also be on PC Switch and Xbox Series X and S Features a young woman and her lifelong bond with a magnificent wolf as they embark on a thriving adventure through a dying world. It was an interesting presentation. Probably, it was a very sad trailer. Um, very, yeah. Like yeah. it was emotional, but it was it was good. I like it. And- that's crazy for Devolver Digital. They do. They have such a wide variety of stuff that they do, and I can't wait to see what their presentation is going to be at Summer Game Fest this year because they always put on a very wacky Adult Swim style show. Yeah. Oh, I love the art style for this game. By the way. Yeah. Uh, oh yes. And I, I've played Gree Grizz, however the hell you say it, and um. <laughs> yeah, I expect nothing less uh, than a very melancholy but beautiful experience from this, uh, because <coughs> uh, Grizz is a game that is a meta, like the entire game is a metaphor for depression. Oh, jeez. So, oh, but it's such a great game. It's such an amazing, beautiful game. Too, All right. You know, um, and I just feel like Neva is going to have some like thematic elements and some some deep stuff going on i think oh absolutely all right so this next one i was actually kind of i'm actually really excited for this one it looks like more of a kid's game it looks like something i would really like sit down and play with my daughter cat quest pirates of the Perbian. The only way to describe this presentation, it was it was essentially a gameplay trailer. It was it it's, it looks genuinely looks like something I would sit there sit sit down and play with my four year old and have a blast with it. Well, I don't have a kid to hide behind, so I'll straight up tell you I'll play this. Oh my! <laughs> oh, I'm not necessarily hiding behind my my kid. I'll I'll straight up play this without her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does look fun. It does look like one of those games that like you like. You're like, oh man, I only got like like forty minutes of time to game. What do I? Oh, I'll just turn on this goofy little thing for a little bit. You know, beat that. a couple of levels because you know it's gonna be like. A mobile game kind mm-hmm. of experience, yeah. you know, and you know, like uh, I like to call those bite-sized games. You know, you mm-hmm. can sit down and you know make a lot of progress in like ten minutes. You know, 
Yeah, absolutely. Why do you take this next one, too? Yeah, this next one... This next one, I really... Okay, so I've always loved uh, the work that Square Enix does. Even though I don't necessarily... uh, I play any of the the Final Fantasy games, because I know that's a big one for... uh, That's a big one for Square Enix. But... Kingdom Hearts. It is. It's. It's the franchise that saved them from bankruptcy. I believe uh, it. I believe just it. A, well, it's a fun little fact for you. The reason it's called Final Fantasy is because when back when they were Square Soft and they first made that first Final Fantasy game for the uh, Nintendo uh, uh, or, or the the Famicom or whatever, they were going under, and it was their last attempt to save themselves, and so they called it their Final Fantasy, as in their Final Fantasy game. And it saved them. Oh, and now, that makes and he- sense. Now here we are years later, and we've got... It's been 16 Final Fantasies. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. But no, Foam Stars, done by Square Enix. A new Splatoon-like party shooter is releasing on PS4 and PS5 in 2024. This- I said that shit, didn't I? I said it was like Splatoon. I it said was- that when we were watching it. Yeah, this game looks like so much fun. It is. It's Splatoon with, with foam instead of ink. <laughs> this we need to do a let's play with this one. I'd play it. Yeah, it's so. We need to do a let's play with this one. Yeah, it's 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 got your modern multiplayer visuals that Fortnite popularized. You know, that's the graphic uh-huh. style they're going for. But the gameplay is one hundred percent Splatoon, just with foam. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> that's like I can tell, and it's the like that fun party foam. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the game looks the game looks fun. It does look genuinely fun, but I wouldn't I wouldn't play it with strangers because you already know people are gonna like no life and try hard and sweaty the shit out of this. Yep. And I'm not trying to me- I'm not trying to have my experience ruined by those people. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. This is a game to play with friends. Exactly. Um, or at least play with two friends on the same team, and you guys can go up against random strangers together. Like that's what me, Dylan, and Ryan did for Knockout City, that dodgeball game. The three of oh, us. There you go. Up. And it was more fun. And we live streamed our sessions, and it was more fun. Uh, okay, right. so I get this next one that they uh, that they um, they showed is another Devolver digital game called The Plucky Squire. Um, it was. It's been revealed before, but it's. Um, they showed it. They showed a new trailer for it, and it's coming later this year. And it looks like you play as like a toy squire in this kind of like three D environment, kids' bedroom, almost Toy Story like. But the 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 rub here is that you can you can jump into like books or other drawings, like anything made of paper and you become like a, like a cartoon crayon drawing or whatever. And it seems to almost have some like RPG elements. It's like almost paper Mario, paper Mario ish in a way. Almost gives me little big planet vibes. That too. That too. I'm definitely interested because like I'm a sucker for a good 3D platformer and I feel like they have a very unique concept going here. Yeah, and they do. There's something like very special 
there's something very special about Devolver Digital in the way that they make their games. So I'd I play definitely... the shit out of this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's definitely on my list. Now this next one, Teardown, reminded yeah. me. Like I didn't even like put like think that it would be necessarily like a new game. I thought it was gonna be like a more gritty version of um, Minecraft, geared more towards adults. It does have that. Um, it does have that. Uh, it, it's almost like that. I, I would argue that Minecraft is a little more pixely, and this one is a little more voxely. Yeah. Um, this one is more voxel art. Also, the thing about Minecraft is that in Minecraft, literally everything is a cube or square-shaped. Like, everything, even people's heads and shit. But in this trailer, I saw some stuff that was kind of rounded. Yeah, you know? I did too. So, and Minecraft doesn't have rounded edges in it. So it's it's in the ballpark, but I was trying to think if there was another game I could actually compare it to more. Um, but... But it looks like it's just an open-world destruction game more than anything. Yeah. Came in like a wrecking ball. And apparently it's already on PC, and it's very popular over there, so they're bringing it to consoles. Right. Yeah, no, I'd play it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that makes one of us anyway. I, I would watch someone else play it like if markiplier did a let's play i would watch him play it. oh I don't yes know. absolutely so the, the next thing they showed i was not expecting caught me way off guard uh when i first saw the trailer i didn't think this is where it was going but it is a full-fledged from the ground up remake to metal gear solid 3 and they're calling it metal gear solid delta snake eater um and um Man, if you know, you know, but Metal Gear Solid 3 is probably the best game in the whole franchise, at least to me, so I'm definitely excited. Stealth-based, tactical espionage stuff, you're a special ops operative, you're going through the jungle, taking out a list of bosses, yada yada. You can choose to be lethal or choose to be non-lethal, however you want to go about it. Um, I got the Platinum Trophy in the HD remaster of 3. Uh, on the you? PS3, yes. Nice. So, yeah, uh, that took a lot of work, but it was definitely worth it. So, I'm excited for this. My only problem is that the master behind the original, Hideo Kojima, is not involved because he doesn't work with Konami anymore. So, I'm scared that they might fuck it up. Um, I'm I'm willing to give it a chance, but I'm going to go into it with cautious optimism. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. See, this game wouldn't necessarily be for me, for a few reasons. One, I've never played any of the other Metal Gear Solid games. Two, the word snake is in the title. <laughs> I have the phobia for snakes, uh, Ophidiophobia, and it, it wouldn't necessarily be something that I think that I would be able to I'd be able to play, to be honest. That would that would totally like be the the only deal deal breaker for me is the well, fact that it's got snakes in it. Like, dude, I don't even think you're like you realize the gravity of the situation here. Like, fucking, 
when that snake popped out of the water, I saw it p poking its head out, but when it popped out, I jumped out of my skin, bro. I shit you <laughs> not. I shit you not, bro. It like, wasn't even meant. It wasn't even meant to be a jump scare, but I'm I, aware. I but someone with ophidiophobia—that's gonna scare anybody. I will say, to be fair, though, um, <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, you also don't like stealth games that much. That, if I'm that correctly. Okay, so there's only one stealth game that I can really say that I really enjoy. It's because it's got a lot of Norse mythology in it. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now that doesn't count because you don't have to play it stealthily. I'm I talking know. about games. I'm, I'm talking about games where stealth is the core element. If you had said one of the original Assassin's Creeds, that would count. But those new ones are open world RPGs where you can just hack and slash everything. <laughs> You're not, not the wrong. Same. You're not wrong. You know, the new, that, that, the new, that one doesn't even feel like an Assassin's Creed game. But, yeah, I get it. I will say, uh, to your first point, um, Metal Gear Solid 3 is actually technically the first one in the series, chronologically speaking. It? It's, uh, yes, it's actually the first one story-wise. They okay. did them out of order. They did them out of order, like uh, Devil May Cry. Um, and, yeah, uh... I, I would say that Snake being in the title is specifically because the um, the code name of the character is Snake. You know, like in the first Metal Gear Solid, it was Solid Snake. He's a very popular character. He's in Smash yeah. Bros. You know? Um, but the name is actually kind of literal because you do eat snakes <laughs> in the game. Uh, you do You shoot them, you kill them, and you eat them to restore your health. I was gotcha. eating snakes okay. in, in the Resident Evil 4 remake as well. So sometimes okay. you'd smash a box and a snake would jump out, and then you could shoot it and eat it. So, yeah. So uh, those are all very fair points. Uh, this, But also Metal Gear Solid is a very niche. It's popular, but it's also niche. Like, it's... it's Kojima has a dedicated base of fans, and... Uh, yeah. Like... Death Stranding, when it came out, was a very divisive game, and I loved it. I thought it was super creative and unique, but definitely not for everyone. You, uh, it's I don't know. It was it was weirdly peaceful. I don't I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> uh, the next things the next thing they showed, I have no idea how to pronounce. It's Towers of Ag 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 I think. Yeah. But it's an adventure adventure game about rebuilding civilization and restoring exotic ecosystems, which is always a nice thing. Like that's yeah. I love I love when a developer puts their heart and their like um their uh their hopes for the future into their games, you know? They're like um it's clear that this game was made by people who care about the environment because yes. it's all about rebuilding ecosystems, you know, yeah. exotic ones at that. Um, I don't know it's how definitely I the, feel about this one. It's definitely the kind of thing that I I want to try before I buy. You know, like yeah. give me a give me a demo or put it on PlayStation Plus or something. I want to right, see. yeah. Like I def I want to try it, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm dedicated yet you know um uh the next thing we got was a new trailer for final fantasy 16 which 
I, I was happy to see, but I didn't need because I'm already sold on it. Like I've I've seen they've they focused on this one a lot this year. Like they had a whole state of play dedicated to it. They've shown mm. trailers for it in like every state of play or major gaming event that's happened this year. They showed a trailer for it at last year's Game Awards. Like I'm I'm ready. Let's just. June, bring me the end of June so I can play it already. <laughs> I might actually um, play this one. Oh, really? Yes. Like, okay, so, you know how, like, I, I, I mean, I technically should play some of the other ones, too, because I play Kingdom Hearts with no issues, and it's just, I just, I really had no interest in the, uh, Final Fantasy games. I mean, that's. I, mean, I would. I would I, always. I, I would always enjoy watching you play. I don't know if you could at this point, if you didn't already have the love for them, go back to the classic turn-based ones. Uh, or right. Yada, yada. Like ten is my favorite, and even that one, I would recommend cautiously at this point. Uh, right. Just because the the combat is fully turn-based, but it does have an amazing story. Is but it? I would I would say if you're more into the action based combat, uh, try fifteen or the seven remake. Okay. Because those are action combat. They up, up mm. modernized it. So. Okay. And fifteen also has fifteen is also like very open world and it's kind of like a bromance road trip kind of story. This one sixteen looks to be basically all medieval. Yeah, times. I like, like it. Um, and the summons in this one, or they're, as they're called in this one, Econs, are mm -hmm. giant kaiju monsters that fight each other that you control while they're doing it in a kind of like fighting game style mm -hmm. battle, you know. Um, but it also looks like you'll also be playing as the regular character, you know, doing your normal... Uh, running around and fighting and stuff i'm yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it as well um i think that this this is going to be one of the games that really truly shows off the uh what the these new consoles can do you oh, know? yeah absolutely i um what the definitely i definitely want to play i, I think I, I do want to play final fantasy 16 Nice. I'll be interested in hearing your thoughts uh, if and when you do. Yeah. <laughs> and and then after this, we got a new trailer for Alan Wake 2, which mm -hmm. I was very happy to see because we haven't seen a lot of this yet. And the first Alan Wake I played, I loved. It was originally an Xbox 360 exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, a story about a guy who is a writer, Alan Wake, and he writes horror stories. And mm -hmm. him and his wife go on vacation and suddenly... He finds himself trapped inside one of his own stories, basically. Ooh. But it's a story that he doesn't even remember writing. He finds the pages of it as he's running around. His wife disappears. The shadow people start showing up, and he has to use a flashlight and a gun to fend them off. It's mm -hmm. a third-person survival horror adventure game. Uh, you're like you have to manage the batteries for your flashlight and the ammo for your gun, you know. But that's basically it. Um, and you get health health packs to heal. It's very classic, but they remastered it a few years ago and re-released it on mm. PlayStation um, and Xbox and all that. So there is a PS4 or PS5 version of Alan mm. Wake, the okay. first one. And 
anyone who is a fan of Stephen King stuff should definitely play Alan Wake. It's got definitely got vibes of a Stephen King horror story. Okay. Um, is it choice based? No. No. It is just full on you're going from point A to point B and shooting the bad guys as they try to kill you. Okay. You know? Yeah, and there's boss battles. There's occasional boss battles. Like uh, one one of the boss battles in the first game is a uh, a fight against a possessed tractor. I'm not shitting you. Mm. Yeah, okay. it's it gets a little wild. Um, and uh, there is a band called Poets of the Fall. Mm. Um, really good band. Um, who plays a fake band in this? Call or in the game called the Old Gods of Asgard, and they mm-hmm. have a couple of very very popular songs like the Poet and the Muse, um, and they also feature in a game called Control, which takes place in the same universe as Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. So, so it, Remedies games all tie together. So I'm very excited for Alan Wake two to see how it wraps up the story of of. Alan and everything that happened at the end of the first game, mm-hmm. and everything that happened in Control that tied into it as well. Um, plus, I just love my horror games. So, and this one's coming yeah. out in October, which mm-hmm. is the perfect time for it as well. Exactly. Um, I know you have no... This is a game that you would have to play or watch the first one in order to enjoy this one. It's yeah. it's going to play off of that stuff, you know. I did do a Let's Play of it if you're interested. Okay. And then they showed Assassin's Creed Mirage, which I already knew was going to be a thing because Ubisoft announced it during an Assassin's Creed anniversary thing. They are doing a bunch of different things with Assassin's Creed. Um, they're doing like an Assassin's Creed horror game called Assassin's Creed Hex takes place during like the Salem witch trials. They're doing, they're doing an Assassin's, another open world RPG that takes place in feudal Japan. Um, I forgot which one that, I forgot what they're going to call that one. Um, and then there's this one, Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out this year, which is them returning to the roots of their series, back to the congested cities with the parkour and the stealth. And I couldn't be more excited for it. I'm super glad. I, I did enjoy these new ones. I like that they took a, a refreshing route, but I'm ready to get back to the classic style of gameplay. Um, I definitely missed it since the Ezio trilogy. <laughs> See, okay, no. The one that they're doing it, that's based around the Salem Witch Trials, I would totally play that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 interested to hear more about it about. Oh that yeah, one. most definitely. But um, this one is the first one that's coming out out of all the ones they announced, and it's coming out this year in October as well. Fucking October, November is the biggest time for games to come out because they want everyone to buy them for Christmas. So mm-hmm. the fall se- the fall season is going to be chock full of new releases and I'm realizing I'm just going to have to start saving up now. That. <laughs> you know? uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for this one. Didn't understand this next one. Revenant Hill. Revenant Hill is the new game from the Gloom Society co-op that has worked on games like Night in the Woods. And strangely enough, 2016's Doom, this title 
about a cat named Twigs trying to make ends meet is coming to PS4 and PS5 sometime in the future. That's that's what I got out of the trailer. From what I could see, you play as a cat, and yeah. I figured this. I figured this was from the Knights in the, Night in the Woods people because I saw the cat, like the art style of the cat. I was mm-hmm. like, this looks like Night in the Woods, and mm-hmm. sure enough, because you play as a cat in that one too, it's just anthropomorphic. In this one, you play as an actual cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? You had me at playing as a cat. So right. <laughs> And his and his name is Twigs. Yeah, sure, I'll go for it. <laughs> um, Night in the Woods was really popular, so I have faith in these developers. So was 2016's Doom, for that matter. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I have faith in these developers, and I would definitely give this a go. Um, it's on my radar. You know, some of these are like day one purchases, and others are like ones I'm going to put on my wish list and buy them on sale. You know. Oh, this next one. I actually, I might actually play this one, the Grand Blue uh, Fantasy Relink. It's co-op action RPG is coming to PS4, PS5, and PC in winter of 2023. I like the, how colorful it is, how vibrant it is. Yes. I think yeah. that alone, along with the fact that it's got lot of like decent awesome looking characters in it looks all around it looks it looks good yes i know that some people are gonna say that it probably looks like every other generic jrpg out there but for me that's a selling point (laughs) you know what i mean like if if it looks like a jrpg i'm probably gonna want to play it (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, this one is another one of those throw it on my wish list, buy it on sale, or rent from Gamefly kind of games. Like, I'm definitely at least gonna try it. Oh yeah. And this next one I am especially excited for, because when they announced it at first, before this was... Wild, I... This was back... This is a few months ago, actually. Um, one of the current active WWE superstars is going to be featured in Street Fighter VI. Uh, her name is Zelina Vega, and I don't know which character she is being portrayed as. Give me one second, I can, I, and I can look that up. Oh, she's not even a... Uh, a playable character. She's the color commentator. Oh, okay. But her voice, that means her voice is in the game. Yeah, her voice is in the game. She will be featured in the game. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm genuinely excited. Besides that little tidbit there, I am genuinely excited for Street Fighter Six. Yeah, if if I remember correctly, um, people really enjoyed Street Fighter V when it came out. Yeah. Um, but it was also made a lot more accessible for a wider audience. From what I hear, this one is kind of kind of like go back to the Street Fighter Four way of doing things. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to tell me what you think of it because, um, unfortunately. 
these types of fighting games aren't um aren't my thing. I like cross brawlers like Smash Bros and yeah. PlayStation All Stars, but traditional fighting games like this and Mortal Kombat and Tekken and all of those Dead or Alive, not really my thing. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. I'm always excited for a new one because, um, because I can go on YouTube and watch all the fatalities. That's what I care right. about. <laughs> fatalities. <laughs> you know? Yes. You know, um, it's pretty messed up because, like, for these newer games where those fatalities got super gruesome because um, of the modern graphics and stuff, they actually had the people on the development team had to like go look at pictures of like actual like real mangled bodies and shit to get the anatomy correct and i'm like oh man imagine what that like i know they're doing it like for the art and stuff but that's got to take a toll on your psyche <laughs> you know oh yeah most uh, definitely ha- having to look at that having to look at that shit um but yeah i know like Everybody else I know really enjoys fighting games, so um, I'm sh- there's definitely a, a. I'm excited for you guys <laughs> on this one. Yeah, this next one, Ultros. I um. I'm not even gonna lie. That's that that looks like this straight up, like acid trip. Yeah, it was very neon-y, isn't it? I actually Yeah, dude, uh, like I was tripping. I, I saw like, a few people say oh. I saw a few people say they had a hard time watching this trailer cuz it like gave them it a headache so or hurt their eyes. Trippy. I didn't I didn't have that problem with it myself, but I can see why some people did. Um but it's a, it's it's a Metroidvania style game, so it's going to be like Most in the like, style of like it's Hollow Knight. You know? It's the same company that worked on Hotline Miami. Well, the art is from the person who worked on Hotline Miami, which definitely shows. Yeah. The The graphic style is from the person who did the visual art for Hotline Miami. So that, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. But the gameplay, the gameplay itself, it's going to play like a Metroidvania, you know, those 2D side-scrollers where you have to, like, go through multiple maps to find things. And then yeah, like go Sonic the Hedgehog. No, Sonic is a 2D side-scroller. It's more like, um... More like Hollow Knight or, um... Spelunky. Uh, okay, okay, those, yeah, yeah. Those kind of games, yeah. Okay. Uh, this next one's definitely up my alley. Tower of Fantasy. It's a cyberpunk open world RPG. It looks JRPG-ish, but I like cyberpunk, and I like open world RPGs, so I'm probably gonna like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'm always it, it, again, it's one of those, probably throw it on my Gamefly rental, or if it's digital only, you know, buy it on sale. I, I wanna try it, at least. Um, put it on my radar for that yeah uh, uh dragon's dogma 2 was the next one on the list yes i have i, I never played the first dragon's dogma just based on this trailer it makes me want to go back and play it and prepare for this one because I actually really like the visual graphics on this game, and I like 
the 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 style. Uh, yeah, Dragon's Dogma was like a um, kind of open world ish uh, Western RPG. Uh, so you know, like high fantasy style. Yeah, I like um, that they had like the. Uh... Okay, so I like I like it when they bring in um, like the, the, the 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 fantasy things. Like, yes. Um, like the animals that are like walking and talking like people. Yeah, that race of cat people is actually new to this sequel. They weren't in the first one, if I remember correctly. Um, okay. No, this so definitely be, looks like it might be taking something... place in a different area. Definitely something right up my alley. Um, it, it's entirely possible that it's a like a completely different story too like you may not have to play the first one in order to enjoy this one it may just be taking place in a new area with new characters oh yeah um more of an anthology like in the same world but in like a different part of that world you know Mm -hmm. um and yeah i'm interested i never finished the first one but my mom she loved it and she's definitely excited for this she is among those groups of people there's been like a group of people that have been like begging Capcom for a Dragon's Dogma two for like years. Yeah. And now they now they finally have it. Now it's finally a thing that they're gonna yep. do. You mm-hmm. know. Um. And yeah. you know it's been like hint- hinted and stuff before, but this is the first like official confirmation of its existence. Yeah. Um, but one one of the unique concepts of the first Dragon's Dogma is that you could um. You could use, summon pawns from other characters' games. It didn't have like multiplayer or anything like that, but like you're you had like I if I remember, I can't remember if they were like spirits or something like that, but they're called pawns, like little characters that follow you around and fight with you and stuff. And yeah, you can you can summon pawns from like if you if you have someone on your friends list that plays the game, you can borrow their pawns and bring them into your game. You know, nice, that kind of thing. So I wonder if this will have the same mechanic. I don't know. So this next one, Five Nights at Freddy's Two, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted Two. I've never played any of the Five Nights at Freddy's games, but I am excited to see the movie. Uh, before they release, before they announce the title of this. Freddy, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's game. I knew it was Five Nights at Freddy's the moment I saw Freddy on one of the posters in that little room <laughs> that you start that the, the the trailer started on. But I was yeah. wondering if they were gonna do Five Nights at Freddy's the movie, the game. Oh. Probably not necessary because the movie is already based off the lore that's been established across several games. Fair um, enough. Yeah, that's from true. From what I can see, uh, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of the first one when it came out, and but I I've watched people play them and I've seen that they get better gameplay wise as it goes. They started getting more creative, especially with sister location. Yeah. It stopped being about it stopped being about just sitting in one room the whole time and it actually started being more move around. And then they had 
one that came out last year that was just a straight up full on walk around freely horror game. Um, I can't remember what that one was called, but Help Wanted uh, was a the first one came out for the original PSVR, yeah. and it. It it was basically yeah just like a rehash of like some of the most popular moments from different Five Nights games, um, but redone in VR. This one seems to be like it's going to have more original content in it. Um, oh, yeah. And s- since it's going to be on the PSVR two, there's going to be stuff that you have to use your hands for and interact. Oh yeah, with, absolutely. It's got hand controls. Um, I. Uh, I'm probably, this is one I'm probably going to end up watching someone play, because even though I'm for sure getting the PSVR 2 eventually, Five Nights at Freddy's just isn't, at this point, I'm more content to watch people play it rather than play it myself. Right. However, this next one, Resident Evil 4 Remake in VR, I would definitely play, Um, which is crazy because I own the VR version of the original Resident Evil 4 on the Oculus Quest. And mm. every time I get to the village and I know that it's going to be the part where the chainsaw guy is, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to do this part in VR, <laughs> you know? Um, but I would actually be more willing to do it in the remake because the modernized controls would make it easier, I think. Um, even though yeah. the graphics would make, the better graphics would make it scarier. Because from what I heard, the PSVR 2 has... 4k resolution or something close to that per eye yeah. so you're getting like and it's got a higher frame rate than the original so it it significantly cuts down on like things like motion sickness and shit like that um but it also makes for a more realistic experience so yeah. uh especially with the hand controls and mm-hmm. the hand controls have joysticks on them now like the oculus quest so you can you you don't have to choose between controller or hands anymore now you get both um the next one arizona sunshine 2 i have the original it's 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 a zombie survival game in vr in the desert i have the original on the psvr i played some of it not a lot of it uh because it did get a little frustratingly difficult at times but what was what was interesting about it is that depending on what type of controller you were using, that would determine what kind of gun you had in the game. You would get a different gun for using a regular controller, or the move controllers, or the um, or the the gun shaped controller that they put out for um, uh, Farpoint, um, the the VR shooter gun controller. I have it. Um, <clears throat> Whichever one you used, it would give you a different gun in this game. Um, nice. So I wonder how they're going to. I wonder how they're going to handle that with this one, considering that the PSVR two only has one set of controls. You know, the hand right. controls with the joysticks. Um, but from what I saw from this trailer, it basically just looked like more of the same. Um, yeah. I I can tell you for sure that. You know, I love me some VR stuff, but these next two things, Crossfire Sierra Squad and Synapse, um, as much as I love VR, these ones aren't so much for me, I don't think. Um, Crossfire Crossfire Sierra Squad, they both look impressive. Oh, and I'm sure they'd be super fun in VR, but, you know, because even, like, the most boring or unlikable genres can be, like, way better in VR just because it's 
a more immersive experience. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's Crossfire Sierra Squad basically just seems like it's going to be, you know, your regular multiplayer army shooter type experience. Yeah. And Synapse looks like it's kind of an upgrade from Super Hot, which was a really cool and unique experience, but way too hard for me. <laughs> I know. Um, and this one seems like it might be very difficult, too. Um but then they showed uh, Beat Saber is getting a Queen pack. Uh, songs by Queen being added to the DLC. Yes. And apparently the game is out now on PSVR 2. Like, it, it, it came out right after the announcement. So, nice. Beat Saber is now on PSVR 2. And there is a new music pack for it, music from Queen. I'm definitely, I already have Beat Saber on the original PSVR. It works well enough on there. I don't see a need to upgrade to the new version, but I am buying that Queen pack, <laughs> you know? Right. Absolutely. That marathon, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't really have any input. Yeah, fair enough. It. I mean, it's a series by Bungie, and they have a good track record with things like um, Halo, Halo and Destiny. And which Destiny. Is, speaking yeah. of Destiny, yeah, that was the next one, Destiny Two: The Final Shape expansion. Yeah, yeah. Um, a character that's been gone for a long time is returning, and a lot of people are excited about that. I have some friends who are into this franchise and they were head over heels for this for this trailer <laughs> um it's the final expansion i think if i if i'm reading the um if i'm understanding the meaning behind the trailer correctly this is the last like major update they're gonna do for this game yeah so Oh, I can imagine. That's going to be a day that the they're going to have to put the servers on overdrive. Yes, uh, absolutely. Concord was interesting. I don't really have much to say about that one either. It's a PvP shooter, um, which, you know, is just uh, typical multiplayer stuff from what I could tell. It, um... It, it was a cinematic trailer for the most part, so it did. I didn't really get a lot out of it, except that you might be in a vehicle. You know, like I, I don't think it's. I don't know if it's like run and gun. I get the feeling that you're in some kind of like weird cyber tank. Like they didn't show enough. I would have to see more before I can really say much on it. That's the problem with Marathon too. Marathon didn't really show a lot in its trailer no. and it's one of those things where i do need to see more i mean i trust bungie they they haven't done any wrong so far and the visuals look good yes. for that one too now i will say this next thing that these next two items that they announced the playstation project q and the PlayStation earbuds. Now, I'm curious as to how the earbuds would work. Bluetooth. Would they be able to be paired with a PlayStation Bluetooth. to be used? 
So like online gaming. They will. They'll use. Or. Yeah, yeah. So that would that would, that would only make sense. That would be perfect for like when I ever have my daughter, and I don't feel like wearing my my Pulse 3D wireless headset that I bought for the PlayStation 5. Instead of having my headset, I could just have one earbud in, still be able to keep an eye on my daughter without ha- drowning her out. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a use for that. Um, and the Project Q... It, the Project Q? It's, it's, it's not... Definitely something I'm going to have to get at some point. It's not a new handheld. It's not like the Vita 2 or anything. What it is... That is on my wish list. <laughs> what it... Both items, actually. What it what it is is a remote play device for the PS5, so that you can basically play your PS5 games uh, through the internet on this on this device anywhere you go. No, it's almost like uh, it's almost like the uh, the backbone that they have. That you can use with your like smartphone device. Yeah. Basically, use it for remote play, but it's specifically designed by PlayStation this time around. The backbone is too. And it's the backbone is a licensed PlayStation product. Really? Yep. Yep. Because they just announced an Android version a couple days ago. Nice. Yeah. Um, I know it was specifically made for iPhone for a while. They were they had been talking about doing an Android version for a long time now. But this is basically a remote play device. Like it's designed yeah. specifically to remote play for your remote PS5 play. games anywhere you go. Uh, yeah. That there, that there's internet, you know, you can stream. Mm. That way you you don't have to take your PS5 with you to play your PS5 games on the go. Exactly. You know? Um wherever Wherever you want to go. Yeah, very interesting product lineup. And then, of course, that wasn't the end of the show. Oh, no. They saved the best for last. They absolutely fucking did. Yes. We got like 10 minutes of gameplay. Oh, my God, dude. Spider-Man 2. Oh, that shit was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, pun very heavily intended. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pun very heavily intended there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was it was awesome. I was very confused by what I saw at oh first my God. because it didn't I was look like, like the- Oh, I, I need to go back and play the Spider-Man remastered and then uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Dude, I fucking I binge played through both of those games in less than a month. Oh yeah, they are great. And I, I, th- I got the platinum in the first one. I didn't go back and get the platinum in Miles Morales yet, but it's on my list of to dos eventually. Oh my god, I need to go back and play those in preparation for this, dude. I got so excited. You, you can. Switch between Miles and and Peter. 
Yeah, it looks like you can do that during some of the open world stuff, but it also, I get the feeling that some missions are going to be like, you have to do them as as one of them. Like, yeah. some missions, yep. some mm-hmm. missions are only for Miles and some missions are only for Peter. I think that's how this is going to go, too. I, uh, I, I'm genuinely super, super excited for this new Spider-Man yeah. game. Uh, uh, so, absolutely. It was confusing at first because it didn't look like Spider-Man at first, no, but that's because we got don't know an why. interesting reveal. We uh, did. We really did. Craven the Hunter is the villain. Yep. And did you see some of those characters' faces that popped up when he um, was opening the map? It and, did. Um, I uh, it, one of them was one of them was Spider-Man. Several of them were. Well, two at least two of them were Spider-Man, but those are all heroes and villains in New York that he's hunting down. Okay, so I have the trailer pulled up now, and I'm looking at the part where he pulls up the map, and I'm watching it on slow speed, and the faces uh-huh. on the map are Black Cat, Prowler, that's the one I thought looked like Deadpool, Prowler. Prowler, that's, okay. um Yeah, you remember him, right? I think so. He did you ever see the first Into the Spider Verse movie? Yes, I actually, I actually ended up buying it, and it was a drunken purchase on uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve because I wanted to watch Spider Man while I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a very interesting movie to watch drunk because it's got comic book style visuals and they move at a low frame rate on purpose. Yeah, dude, it's... it was so trippy. Um. Okay, but also the the name other names coming up Wraith, um, Wraith. Okay, Tombstone, um, Spider Man. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. and oh, what was the other one? The other Spider Man, Miles. Okay, okay. so Black Cat, Black Cat, Prowler, Wraith, Tombstone, and both the Spider Men are the names that popped up, or the faces that popped up on the map. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh, there's another one at the very end. Lizard. Lizard. And, yeah, he is in the game. And Taskmaster. Yeah, he was in the other one of the other ones, too. And there was one more that I couldn't see very well. But, okay. okay. So, Craven, his name is Craven the Hunter for a reason. He's coming yeah. after them. He's coming after everyone on that map. That's Are the they, whole... Aren't they doing a Craven the Hunter movie? Yes, with Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven oh, the Hunter. Man, I he, I want to see he that. He played uh he played Kickass in the Kickass movies, and he played he did, didn't um, he? And he played Quicksilver in the MCU in Age of Ultron. He sure did. Um, okay, so wow. he's gonna be Cra- Craven the Hunter in the extended Spider-Man universe, which is uh. Which basically Sony has taken advantage of the MCU having a multiverse and basically said that all of their Spider-Man villain movies that they're doing, like Venom, Morbius, Craven, all that, yeah. all take place all take place in like an alternate Spider-Man universe that runs parallel to the MCU, is what they're basically saying. Okay. So they they're they're doing that because that way, if they ever want to use Tom Holland, they had they can because Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man before Marvel does. It's only yep. because of their deal that they can do that. So exactly. So. At least to that that version, anyway. But yeah, or like the 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 game and movie rights. 
yeah. basically, is what they own. So actually, we're yeah. kind of glad they started putting all the Spider-Man movies onto uh, Disney Plus finally. Yes, yes, very good move on their part, because especially because a lot of them are important to the overall MCU. Yes, very much so. So especially the No Way Home one. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So okay. Well, that was everything in the PlayStation Showcase. We covered all of it. Um, and, uh, overall, I think they put on a pretty good show, even though not everything they showed is something that I'm gonna play, um, or, you know, I'll, I'll try it and might not like it, but I definitely feel like they did a good job having a large variety of games. You know, like I said before, there was something there for everyone, and it was visually pleasing to look at, but also the pacing was good because they started off kind of small and slow and they and they built up to bigger and bigger things until yes. they just kind of boom with a big finale you know? all to so, the walls with spider-man 2 <laughs> so it was it was definitely you know it was like a fireworks show you know start off small and work your way up to the bigger stuff it, and, the, it, the, the, you know, the, the grand finale was was, was and, yeah the spider-man the spider-man and Spider-Man what was also what was also smart about it is um, whenever Jim Ryan came on screen, it wasn't a bunch of corporate or PR speak. It was oh. just like a very, very down to earth kind of, you know, like, welcome to the show. Please enjoy that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, they didn't they didn't throw a bunch of patronizing jargon at us. They were very it was a very direct. accessible. Yeah, yeah, it was very direct. And and, um, and not only that, but like, you know. VR is cool and all, but it can, all, mm-hmm. but it's also a little alienating because it's not for everyone. So uh, another thing that even I, as a VR fan, appreciate is that they had a whole section of the show dedicated to it, but they zipped through it. It wasn't like a lingering or long-lasting thing. It was very condensed, and it was kind of quick fire, pop, 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 pop. All right, VR is done. On to the next thing. You know? Yeah. So, and they saved it for like close to the end too, you know, instead of, uh, instead of putting it out in the beginning. So that to me shows that they are, uh, they know how to put this stuff together really well. (laughs) And the transitions, the transitions between each trailer with the different PlayStation logos and stuff were really cool. Oh yeah, that was really cool. So, um... I'm I'm gonna give this a letter grade, and we usually give like movies like a a number grade. I'm gonna give this a letter grade because uh, it's not a movie, and it seems more appropriate for this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm teetering between like a B plus and an A minus. I don't really know where I fall uh, on those yet. What do you think? Given the transition and the way they did things, like you said, it was a fireworks show. An A plus. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed an every minute of it. Yes, I, I'm going to give it an A plus. That's fair. I think I would give it. I do have one thing, and this is why I think I would give it an A minus. But here's why: because <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't need the Gran Turismo trailer again. I'd seen it in the theaters, right? I'd seen it yeah, on YouTube and stuff. It was already, you know, well known information, but. And it was just the same trailer we'd already seen. It didn't really add anything to the show. They could have used that slot for another game. I feel like it was a wasted slot. Yeah, um, it was. It I mean, was, I'm okay. I'm, yeah, a minus. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking, I would. I have to agree with you on that. I can't. I can't even say that. Like, 
Yeah, you you are right on that. Yeah, that that the, the, the Gran Turismo trailer definitely could have been filled with another game. That's not definitely um, yeah. But that that being said, we still have Summer Game Fest to look forward to, and although PlayStation's yes. already done their thing, that doesn't mean they're completely absent. The Summer Game Fest will kick off with a opening night live hosted by Jeff Keighley, and that is going to feature games and announcements from everyone, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, PC, and mobile. Yes. So Summer it covers Game all Fest. of gaming. We'll be doing an episode on the Summer Game Fest uh, coverage as well. Yes, we'll be doing. We'll be covering all the stuff from Summer Game Fest, not just Opening Night Live, but the Devolver Conference, the Xbox yes. Conference, whatever all Ubisoft is doing. It. Yes. All of it. All of yes. it. So yeah, look forward to that because I know I am. Um, but yeah, yes. this, it was a good showcasing. Yeah, I guess I'll settle on an A minus. I was I, I was still B-minus, teetering towards yeah. B B plus for a minute, but the more I think about. Um, now that I went down this list, I realized there was actually more stuff in there that I was excited for than I initially realized. <laughs> you know, like yeah. taking a second a second look at some of these things made me realize, oh, I probably would like this. Really, yeah. there was only like two or three things in the whole show that weren't on my, you know, maybe four. But it seems like almost everything there was definitely for at least one of us. So that's a good that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but all right, well, that'll be it for this little bonus episode about uh, the PlayStation Showcase. Thank you all so much for listening. Let me know your thoughts on the showcase in the comments down below if you're watching this on YouTube. And remember to click that like button. If you're on Spotify, follow with us. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. As always, you can find me at uh, Oversoul53 on Twitter and here on YouTube at Oversoul Gaming. You can you? find me on TikTok uh, as uh, You can find me on the PlayStation as the Vaping Theme. And the same gamer tag on Twitch, uh, the Vaping Theme, uh, as well as Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, right. that's where you can find me and where I. I Follow what I've been doing and getting myself into. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. And and uh, we will see you all very soon in the yes. next official numbered episode that'll yes. be coming out. Yes. Uh, that we recorded a little while ago, but it'll be coming soon about remakes, remasters, and reboots. Yes. Um. So look forward to that. And then we'll be doing another episode after that one on the topic of hidden gems. So uh, look forward to both of those coming at you very soon. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye, everybody.